day purchases into a beachside cabana big enough for the whole family. More sand for the third tower. She's the only boss you'll be answering to this week. Nice castle. Compare your way there. Find the smartest financial products for you on NerdWallet. Only Wendy's serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. Did we mention the part where Wendy's biscuits are hot and buttery? Wendy's breakfast biscuits, hot and buttery. So don't take a chance with those other guys. Bet on a better breakfast with Wendy's bacon or sausage egg and cheese biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Freddie Coleman. I don't think he's going to make it in the next couple of minutes. Ian Fitzsimmons. I really don't think I, I'm going to make it through the night. Uh, I don't. Ah, Freddie and Fitzsimmons. Oh, them. More of a good thing. He is the king of the reverse jinx. Tom Brady had a chance to speak, and once again, he shows us he's that every man for you. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. Fitzsimmons. Cam Atkinson. Just hit the boat! I'm Freddie Coleman. We are, we are Freddie and Fitzsimmons. Weekdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. 800-998-1003 is the number to give us a call here. Don't forget Pelicans taking on the Cavaliers. I will give away four tickets this hour. I'll let you know when. It's not now. And it probably won't be next segment. So bottom of the hour. Bottom of the hour, I'll give away four tickets to the Pelicans-Cavs game. So you have a half hour to decide, can I go? Do I want to go? And then I will help you out. Um, taking on the Cavs, Cleveland on a three-game winning streak. The Pels on a three-game home winning streak. So I will do all of that for you here in a quick second. First, though, Jack, thank you for holding on. Thank you for calling the sports hangover. What you got for me? Gus, how you doing? Doing well, man. What's going Well, I think it's too early to close the book on Ian. How do you like that? That was beautiful. I love that. Good stuff. You know, I, I thought about that all night. But anyway, look, um, I think it's ridiculous. I don't know if this kid's going to be any good or not. Um, if I had to guess, I think he'd probably not be in. But I, I agree with everything you said. They could have put Tom Brady. They could have dug up Joe Montana. It, it really wouldn't have mattered. They would have got their, their butt handed to him. Um, so, you know, it, it's ridiculous. Just to, it, It's always ridiculous to put it all on a quarterback. But, yeah. you know, it's well, look, and sometimes, uh, so, like I said, I mean, you can look at it like, I, I mean, I, I will say you watch that, that Packers, you know, Browns game from from this weekend. Baker Mayfield no, no, absolutely right. did not help. But, no, in this case, and look, that's the thing, Jack. I do think enough fans were smart enough or at least just obvious. I mean, look, and you heard it from Sean Payton after the game. I mean, the guy's like, I look, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, um, it, it's not much you can do. And you know there's going to be some shortcomings with certain aspects of it. Like, But you could hear his disappointment with, with some of the guys that you would expect to, to maybe help more. And, and and like I said, Cesar Ruiz. I mean, he there were way too many plays where I'm like, my goodness, can you block somebody? You know what I mean? So, right. And he's been inconsistent this year, man. And I get it. You know, he had to play some games at center. Just 
this year's offense, it's just been one of those years where I got to imagine a guy like Sean Payton, Jack, being an offensive coordinator and being a guy that loves offense has just got to be like, it's just been unbelievable, you know, when you think about it. You have no consistency in the offensive line because you haven't had many games of them together. You lose your starting left guard, regardless of me calling him the matador. I mean, Andres Pete was a guy you paid high money to be your starter, and he's not there. Um, you have a game earlier in the season where Eric McCoy doesn't snap the ball because he forgets. I mean, you know, it's just like when you look at this year's offensive line, and then you add, we're moving on from Drew Brees and have had to play four quarterbacks. And then you add a absolutely green receiving room for the most part. And even Traquan, again, gets injured again yesterday. I just, yeah, man, I, I don't know how you have, I guess I probably shouldn't be surprised, Jack, is what I'm saying, that this team struggles to score a touchdown. I mean, I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. No, I, uh, you know, uh, it didn't surprise me at all last night. And, you know, Gus, j- just in general in the NFL, uh, well, and in college football too, the last two years with all the, with all the problems with COVID and all this stuff, I really don't know what I've seen. You know, there's been a lot of up and down play, especially in the NFL all year long, you know, because teams are just missing guys. You know, look what happened. I mean, it happened to Washington on on um, yeah, on um Sunday night. Yeah, exactly right. No, I miss what it is, yeah. And look, Jack, to your point, um, it was six yesterday. A- Amy Justice, you know, told us that at twelve fifteen, she kind of gets the sense that it's going to be more for Carolina. And-, and guess what? So now the Panthers are going to be dealing with it. And I guarantee you, you, me, everybody, Thursday, Friday on the show, going to be like, oh well, go get the win. I mean, you know, <laughs> oh well, just like the Dolphins, you know. I mean, uh, th- there's there's no need to apologize. It is what it is. They won their seventh straight. You go get it. However, it is a W gets in your column. You go get it. And if the teams that the Vikings and Eagles and the other teams that the Saints are chasing have to face teams or they get hit with COVID, oh, well, you know, I mean, um, I don't know. I, I, I hate to say it that way, but, look, it's it's what it is. You know, guys, um, the, the, only, the only thing I'll say is that this might be something, you know, where the NFL should maybe think about adding another bye week. You know, because I heard people say that they shouldn't have played the game last night. But then, right. but then, what do you do? Right. There's no room to move the game. You know, if you waited two days, you're not going to get. Uh, you might even said this yesterday. You're not. You're not going to get enough guys back where it really makes a difference. And if you wait till Thursday, it starts a new week. So, what do you do? You know, here's the thing: when they added that extra week, and now we have 17 games, we all assumed that a second bye week was going to happen. Now, I don't know if a second bye week would have helped in these cases. You know, can you have a floating bye week? Can you take it? Because obviously every team has to have that same bye week, right? I mean, it's hard to kind of look at it and say, well, the Saints have a bye week left. They can use it there. Well, what if the other team has a game? So it's hard to look at it like that. Um, Maybe moving forward, you build the season in. Again, we don't need four preseason games, right? So they had three. So make it two and built in another week of, well, in case you have to have some space, then then you do it. Maybe there's a, a week gap before the playoffs. I think that could be something simple, right? Where instead of after week now 18, the it's wild card weekend the next weekend. How about that's, that's a bye week? Right. And quite honestly, I think that benefits everybody. Because that will give teams that are in the playoffs a week to heal up. 
a week to get players back. Uh, that could be a week that the NFL can make up a games like, say, yesterday where it's a Monday game. Um, you can't really move it back. But, hey, we'll play you now in week 19. And, hey, if you're a playoff team, that, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. But I, I don't see why they couldn't remove one preseason game at an empty week at the end of the season. And if nobody plays, that's a that's a bye week for all these teams. That's a team to, you know, these teams to get ready. Because I think that'd be great. The Saints have been hindered going into the playoffs the last couple of years where, you know, they've had – Offensive lineman injuries, things like that. Maybe that extra week man might help. And you know what you get, Jack? Better football. You get better football. It's not going to hurt the game. You know, I mean, what's the rush? What's the rush to end it the first week of February as opposed to the second week of February? What, what does it matter, right? I mean, what does it honestly matter? So uh, I look at it from that perspective. I, I, I think that's something you could do maybe moving forward to look at it and say, hey, if we had this, because it's not going away. COVID's not going away once they perform. You're going to learn to live with it. In a different aspect of it, maybe you put in that extra bye week. I, I still think if you're playing 17 games, th- they should be two bye weeks. There absolutely should be two bye weeks. So if you do two bye weeks, and, and guys, you're already into 19 total weeks of the season. Well, guys, I really think they need to rethink the schedule anyway because, you know, if, if you can't say if a player safety and ask these guys to play, everybody play Thursday games. You exactly can't. Exactly right. Exactly I mean, you right. can say it, but you're full of it, you know, yeah. so – yeah. And, and Gus, before, before I go, uh, I had one more example. I actually, uh, w- one example of how the quarterback did cost him the game. Okay. Jimmy G may be the worst. Jimmy G might have oh. been worse than uh, Baker the other day. I mean, because San Francisco a- absolutely dominated Tennessee, and somehow they lost the game because yeah. because he was pitiful. That was a death nail. The, 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 they, they were up 14. What well, was 14-nothing? I mean, they, it was it. They scored a touchdown there. It was over for Tennessee in that game in the first half. He throws a pick in the end zone. They gave Tennessee life. They scored off of that. And then they never the, – San Francisco's offense never got going again after that. And now the, the news yesterday, what, he has a UCL tear in his thumb. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I know Raphael likes to kind of joke about, you know, he's the next quarterback for the Saints, man. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know if that's a guy that I, I, that I, that I would say is better than Jameis to me. You know? Yeah, you're right. I'm not sure that he's an improvement at all. No. But, Gus, you you have a happy New Year, man. You too, man. Good uh, good hearing from you. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate it as always. 800-998-1003 if you'd like to chime into the conversation here. As we've been touching on the game, the Saints losing 20-3, to struggling on offense, just 164 yards after Ian Book was sacked eight times for 54 yards. Book 20, uh, 12 of 20, 135, two picks, 2.1 QBR on the pick six, Ian Book. So we had that play. We had a cover zero beater, and then we we're going to work one side of the field versus anything else. Uh, they came up in that eight-up look that we thought was going to be zero, so we had a few cover zero checks. What was the third play of the game? So they came up in it, thought it was zero. So I was going to try to work LJ. Uh, definitely, you know, left it inside, they, and they actually uh, had that same look, but then, you know, they bluffed out, and they actually had the corner sit, um, you know, and play Clyde waiting for that Ohio, so I left it inside. Um, but I can I can still complete that, or just don't just don't even throw that, even though it looks like zero. You know they got me, so I could have worked that whole shot. Um, you know they left a gap in between the corner and the safety uh, that I I could have worked the whole shot. So 
I'm telling you, uh, it, it was there. If you look at that out route, it, if he just throws it outside, if he throws it towards the sideline, it, it, the receiver catches it heading towards the, the out-of-bounds marker, first down Saints. It's there. Um, on that pick six, by the way, is only one of those. Uh, I have to, especially in, in this in this league and at this position. I mean, that's a terrible feeling, uh, throwing a pick six, you know, in your debut. I, I I don't even. I've thrown one pick six in my life, so that was that sucks. So that's that's my second one. So that's a that's not what you want. I mean, I don't have a good answer for you on that one. It sucks. Just got to forget about it. And I did. You know, I, it was a nightmare. Went to the sideline and then just com- completely got it out of my mind because that's what I got to do, honestly. So I forgot about it. A couple more things for me and book here. What stood out to him in that game? Uh, they did, you know, we thought they were going to come out and play a lot of man, and they came out and played played zone, and, you, you know, it's, it's smart. They wanted to see what, you know, they've never seen me play, and they want to, you know, test my arm and, you know, make me throw in certain zones, which is a smart, you know, tactic. I was thinking that. Um, so, yeah, there's some times, you know, they're taking away some, some shorter routes uh, that we were trying to hit, and I just got to, you know, move to the next level. Uh, there was definitely some of those I could have got. And then... Uh, yeah, there's some there's some other things too, but definitely not first. I, I think what stood out to me listening to him yesterday after the game when he was answering things like that is you remember the phrase I always said uh, I never want to hear again from a, a Pelicans head coach. And you never want to hear from a quarterback for whatever reason, or I don't know, or I have to look at the tape. I, I think if I take away a silver lining if I'm a Saints fan. Because you heard Sean Payton say in the past, one of the things he likes about Ian Book is his football IQ and understanding it. I like the fact that after the game, he's telling you exactly what he saw, what they were doing, and how to execute it better later. The reps, the time on task, as Drew used to always say, that's going to help you execute. Part of being able to execute, though, is step one. And step one is knowing what it is that you're actually seeing. That's probably as important because you're not going to be a quarterback at this level in the NFL if you can't do it. You're not on an NFL roster if you can't throw the football, if you can't make a handoff, if you can't do certain things. It's putting it all together. So if I'm a Saints fan looking at that performance, the one thing that I'm taking as a silver lining is that as the game is going on, um, he's seeing the, the defense, what they're trying to do. Now, again, that could also be the coaches are telling him. That could also be the other quarterbacks are telling him. But the point is, he's understanding it and seeing it. And then right after that, he's telling you what he can do to, to, to do it different, right? He said, they're taking away the short, so I need to go to the next level again. Whether that's the coach telling him, whether that's Trevor telling him, sitting, well, they're not. They're not together. So, But the point is, he's at least understanding that. And I think that's that's a key, right? Uh, quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk to Daniel Salerson as he will have the call tonight. Pelicans, 7 o'clock, will take on the Cleveland Cavaliers, bottom of the hour. I'll open up the phone lines and let you get four tickets for tonight's game if you can go. It's not right now because I got to talk to Daniel. After we talk to Daniel, 
uh, I'll open it up and tell you to call in for those tickets. But it's coming in 15 minutes. Don't go anywhere. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. The largest diamond store in Louisiana has one of America's largest selections of engagement rings. But you aren't restricted to just that huge selection. We also encourage you to look online. And bring us engagement ring images on your cell phone. When you've got it narrowed down to just one or two that are almost perfect. Show them to us. Together, we'll figure out how to make it just a little bit different. So that you can have a custom. One of a kind. Unique in all the world engagement ring. Unique in all the world. I like the sound of that. And everyone she knows is going to love the look of it. Creating custom, one-of-a-kind engagement rings has been in the Ramsey's DNA since before I was born. Our father, Bob Ramsey, my grandfather, was usually famous for his custom rings way back in the 1950s. We're just continuing the family tradition. Come to Ramsey's and look around. You're going to like being here. You're going to have fun. The largest diamond store in Louisiana is Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers on veterans between Bonneville and West End in Metairie. Happy holidays from Greg LeBlanc Toyota. It's a festive time of year, and you can celebrate with fresh new inventory arriving daily. There's great holiday deals at Greg LeBlanc. Amazing stocking stuffers like keys to the all-new redesigned 2022 Tundra. It may be cold outside, but these holiday deals are red hot and won't last long. Greg LeBlanc Toyota, South Hollywood Road in Homa, or online at GregLeBlancToyota.com. Santa may have the sleigh, but Greg's got the holiday deals. Shop now. The cleanup continues from the recent storms, and we want you to know that nobody can get a metal roof or metal building to you faster than Reed's Metals in Brookhaven. For all your metal building components, Reed's Metals has it all in stock. Roll-up doors, insulation, skylights, purlins, and more. Our metal building frames are American-made steel, all put together by certified welders. Metal buildings and everything you need with quick delivery, too. When you call Reed's Metals in Brookhaven, 601-823-6516 or online at reedsmetals.com. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. Can you do me a favor? Say, say hi, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Hi. There you go. Daniel hey. Saller saying you've been welcomed in by my son. How are you today, buddy? I'm, my day has been made now that Carver, I think you can do the whole interview. <laughs> well, I could, but I, the last time I attempted that, he brought in Ali Cosell from the Bird Rights, and uh, he attempted to hijack the entire interview, saying on the air, I'm not done yet. So I had to pot him <laughs> down. So he wanted to do the entire interview. Um, like father, like son, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Exactly. My wife still to this very day. Actually, this morning, do you ever shut up and just listen? I'm like, well, no, I talk for a living. Um, that said, we had a lot to talk about because your Pelicans, man, were, you know, on a four game win streak and, and unlike, not unlike everything else in this world, um, COVID hit. You saw Nikhil Alexander Walker. There's a non COVID illness with Valanchunas that's forcing them to miss two games. Najee's got on the list there as well. And still, they they managed to get a four game win streak. Nice win in Orlando on Friday. Too much to overcome the loss to Brandon Ingram on Sunday. And, and I guess that's where we are as we open up this week of games, huh? First and foremost, how is everybody's health by the day to day? That's kind of how we're going to be approaching it, huh? Yeah. So far, still those three guys are the only ones in health and safety protocols. As I'm knocking on wood here in our studio, because um, it's 
it's it's really um, a day by day basis, as you mentioned, with protocols being ramped up and testing every day. And you just saw the Thunder get hit with health and safety protocols for their guys and their head coach. And the Pelicans just played them on Sunday. So you know, I'm not an expert on COVID, but they're saying it could take a couple of days for symptoms to show up or for it to hit your system. So some of our players in the next few days could be knocked out with the health and safety protocols as well. So. Right now, only three guys, which is, is pretty low for a lot of these teams that are dealing with it, but also Brandon Ingram doubtful tonight, Josh Hart questionable. So you may be only hit with three guys out with health and safety protocols, but you could be without potentially seven, eight guys tonight, which is not ideal when you're playing the 2013 Cleveland Cavaliers, who are also hit with the injury bug as well. So let's start with Brandon Ingram. You said doubtful. And... Look, man, anytime I, I'm on the timeline, I'm listening to the broadcast, and it, and you see Achilles, like, your your heart just drops, doesn't it? I mean, I I mean, I, I didn't even get to read soreness. I, my eyes just stopped at Achilles. Him getting taken out there, Willie Green saying, look, it really wasn't much of a conversation. It wasn't anything beforehand. It just it, it was bothering him, so he, he has to come out. That's one of those areas, man, when you look past at other players – AD last year, I think Durant, um, Kobe in the past. I mean, a lot of different players have had Achilles soreness. So let's, I'm not saying you're a doctor, but you've been around the game enough. The soreness leads to possible injury or can soreness be overcome with just rest? I think soreness can be overcome in this situation because I think Willie Green also said that they took him out out of extreme precaution. If he said it was bothering him with Brandon Ingram being your star player right now, there's really no point in risking it. Um, even with everything going on. And plus, you have three days off after today as far as no games. So if you if you most likely he doesn't play tonight, that'll give him a full week of rest. And then maybe you have him back against Milwaukee. And so I think this was more of a, well, we only have two games this week. Why not take advantage of that and sit him and see how it feels? You know, the good thing is he wasn't ruled automatically out for tonight's game, which means hopefully there's nothing wrong more than just some soreness. But you're right, anything with an Achilles, all you could think about is everyone that's gone down with it, even, you know, DeMarcus Cousins, what happened with him in New Orleans was an Achilles injury as well. So um, you hope for the best, and hopefully it's just a one-game miss, but um, Pelicans are 0-7 without him this season, so that's the, the tall task that they have tonight. That said, uh, he goes out against Oklahoma City, and what kind of helped keep that a game was Josh Hart's performance, 29 points, and since he's come back from injury, Willie Green's said he's been just as important as anybody else in that starting lineup, and now you know you're telling me he's questionable. That, that's a lot. That's a lot of points, man. That have got to come from somewhere else if Josh Hart can't play along with Brandon Ingram. Yeah, he had 29 points the other night against OKC. His sixth double double. I mean, in his last four, he's averaging 20 and a half points per game for this squad. So you know, at the beginning of the season, it was oh, the offense will come about. Um, he's pretty good on that, and now it's here along with the defense, um, he has a steal in four straight games as well. Um, that would be a huge miss. He's been the uh, pun intended heart and hustle, heart and soul of this team this entire season. And uh, Todd talked about it on the podcast yesterday. Basically the leadership that Josh Hart brings now on and off the court, he's kind of taken it upon himself to be one of the leaders of this young ball club. And so if you miss that as well tonight, um, it's going to be interesting to see how Willie Green adapts um, to how they try to strategize here against a really good Cleveland Cavaliers team. Silver Linings Tuesday, Daniel Salison of the Pelicans Radio Network. I was looking for Silver Linings in the Saints game last night. I'm looking at Silver Linings where the Pels are. And despite a loss at OKC, look, I think if you're a Pelicans fan, you've been frustrated. I know I have. 
with, with Jackson Hayes. And we talked about, I think, one of the last few times that you came, you came on was the first time they announced they were going to send him to the G League to go get some, some minutes with, with Birmingham. It was before his first game. Went, what, what, two games I think he played there. And really since then, you've seen him contribute. And I think that's the very least is what you want, especially with Valanciunas out. He was going to get a lot of minutes. I, I, I think I like the performance I saw with 15 points from him on Sunday. Didn't you? I did. I did. I think what's been kind of hindering him when he's been able to get the minutes is him being lost defensively out there. Right. He's averaging, he has 10,000 these two games. And so <laughs> with Jonas being out, right. it's been hard for him to stay in, uh, stay out of foul trouble, which you need him to not be in. Um, but luckily, I think Jonas is going to play tonight. So you will have your full complement here. Um, but offensively, look, he had a, a few alley oop dunks, um, a few dunks going downhill to the rim. That's the Jackson Hayes that was drafted three years ago as number eight right. overall pick. His athleticism is there. The talent is there. But I think, again, if you get lost defensively, especially in pick-and-roll coverage, and you're getting in foul trouble because you're late on rotations, then it's, then it's going to be hard for Willie Green to keep you in the rotation. So I think for Jackson, it's for him continuing to learn, continuing to grow. It was a good step the other night, but now you know, will his minutes be you know shortened again with Jonas being back? Will they give him a shot? I mean, this is a Cleveland team that plays very big. I know some of their bigs are going to be out tonight, um, but they might need Jackson in situations where they play him along Jonas tonight, and so we'll see what happens. That's what I want to talk to you about, Daniel Salas and Pelicans Radio Network. Brian Windhorst has an ESPN Plus uh, article up today on the Cavaliers bucking the NBA's small ball trend and going big. Three seven-footers? That's, that's a lot, huh? It is, and sometimes they've even gone with four big men and just played Darius Garland along with him, but Darius Garland has been updated to out with health and safety protocol, so their best guard will not be playing tonight, but they potentially could get Evan Mobley back. He's officially listed as questionable. This is day number 10 for him in health and safety protocol, so clearly he was experiencing some symptoms if he wasn't able to get out until the 10-day period, but Mobley has been ahead of the snake for this team just even as a rookie. Um, he was a top-five pick overall for Cleveland, but Jared Allen is also out. They've played... Mobley, Allen, marketing all on the same floor sometimes, even Kevin Love. And so that's where the big men are going to come in tonight. Even with uh, Allen and Mobley potentially out, you still have marketing. Um, you still have Kevin Love. They could space the floor as well with their shooting, even though marketing has, has not really shot well recently. Um, but that's the thing is, is J.B. Bickerstaff, who just got an extension, he wants you to adjust to them. He does not want to adjust to you with all the talent he has in the front court. So for him, it's like, hey, we're going to put three or four big men out there. You figure out how to deal with us instead of the other way around. And I think it's proved to have worked. It didn't start very well. As you read that article, they got off to a forward start yeah. earlier in the season. But since then, opponents are shooting a league worst 59% inside the restricted area against wow. them. So they're able to protect the paint really well. And that's going to be a key for the Pelicans is whether that outside shot's going to have to be tonight or they're going to have to find a way to get inside and get to the free throw line. So how do they attack? How do they win this game? Let's say, well, you're not going to have Brandon Ingram more than likely. And let's just say they don't have Hart and Ingram. How, what, do you, what do you have to do here? Do you have to just literally make shots from the outside with those guys? Are going to give them to you? Is this going to be a game where if the Pels make 15 threes or more, they're in it? Yeah, I think that's going to be part of it. I think also getting stopped on the defensive end, you've seen this team at its best when they get stopped and are in transition. Okay. Unfortunately, the guy that is the best fast-break scorer in the league, or one of them, Josh Hart, could be out tonight. And so if you lose him, then someone else is going to have to create 
um, those deflections and, and create those opportunities to get out on the break and not let the Cleveland Cavaliers set their defense. Um, but, yeah, I think you still go inside out. I think you go in with Jonas. There's been a lot of times, especially with Ingram out, they're probably going to double-team Jonas because he might be the biggest threat out there offensively for them, which is going to leave guys wide open. You need guys like Sadoransky to step up off the bench. You need guys like Trey Murphy, who's won for his last 19 from three. He's going to have to start making some shots. Graham has been pretty consistent lately, but, you know, the streakiness has been there for him. So hitting the three and then stopping them uh, or getting out in transition, I think is going to be a big key. But, again, they have guys out too. So mm-hmm. without Garland, um, I it's both the coaches are going to have to figure out ways to kind of uh, turn things around and, and, and adjust to all their guys being out. I think one of the things, too, when you look at it, you know, as we close out the, the calendar year, Daniel, as well, is we've touched on it. It's nice to look at, say, you know, the forecast of a game coming up, like when you click on ESPN and you put in the, the game cast. And it shows you, you know, the last 10. And you and I talked about this. If there's any hope to get into the 10th spot or higher, you're going to have to at some point minimum in 10 games, you know, swatches here, six and four, seven and three. Like you got to start to see that. And it's nice to sort of see, you know, that with the Pelicans, six and four and just being above 500. So as we've been saying on the show to Pels fans, you are seeing better basketball. Again, you're just not getting any breaks, man, whether it's BI and, uh, you know, and Hart now, you know, being not, not as healthy as you would like them to be. It just stinks because I think you were starting to get a rhythm and you were starting to get a, a, a feel that the coach knows the players, the players know what the coach wants, and, and, and they're knowing from one another. You were starting to see his team kind of gel. Yeah, you were. And I think you could still see that if hopefully this is just a one-game um, thing for both B.I. and potentially Josh Hart. Again, Josh Hart could potentially play tonight still. We don't know what questionable means. A lot of times, right. though, you just assume that he might not play if this was questionable. But you just never know. Um, just depending on how he feels warming up tonight as well. So, yeah, I agree. And look, in the last 10 before, you know, they were been taking in, in five, 10-game increments. You know, it was 1-9 in the first 10. I think it was 3-7 and seven in the second. I believe it was 7-3 and three in the third spurt of 10 games. And so in this one, I believe you're now 3-1 and one after the part of the four-game winning streak. So, yeah, you're still trending in the right direction. But you talk about stretches. This is a huge stretch for New Orleans. This begins a five-game stretch against teams that are all top 10 defensively. You have Cleveland tonight. You have Milwaukee on Saturday, who will be a lot more ready to go than they were the last time they were here because Giannis and them will be playing. And then next week, the homestand, you have the Jazz and the Suns on the back-to-back, and then you wrap it up with the Golden State Warriors. So you want to talk about tonight being an opportunity. This could be the opportunity for them to get a win because the next four after that are extremely tough, especially if they're going to be shorthanded. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough stretch there. You could, you could have done uh, without telling us that. Daniel, uh, again, it's Silver Lining Tuesday, so you got to give us a silver lining out of that five-game stretch. Give us a silver lining. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to go through my notes here and see what the silver line. I still got. I mean, there's a lot of silver lines yeah. in this team right uh-huh. now. Um, let, let's talk about them. They're tied for seventh in loose balls recovery. You don't the heart hustle this team, and they're tenth in deflections per game. So I think this is a team that you know. Even the other night against OKC, you're down 14 after one. And you were within one possession there for most of the fourth quarter without even Brandon Ingram. So I think with this team, even though they might be shorthanded tonight, you can never count them out, especially at home, um, especially against a team that's also shorthanded. And again, you just never know who's going to be ready to play with all these health and safety protocols. You saw in, in a blink of an eye, Evan Mobley 
most likely will be available tonight for Cleveland. And then 10 minutes later, Darius Garland, yeah. their all-star potentially, is out. And so you saw Phoenix start getting some guys, which you'll face them next week. Um, you just never know the situation and what's going to happen. You don't want these guys to be out. You don't want them to have to deal with health and safety protocols. I mean, we're, we're dealing with it now with players. And mm-hmm. you, as you know, the broadcasters are dealing with it, unfortunately, too. And that's not what we want here, too. Yeah. So um, I think the silver lining is the team's playing very hard. They still won four of their last five games. And tonight, you can still win five of your last six. And if that's the case, you're still trending in the right direction. And there's only four teams in the West that are above 500. So there's your silver lining. And no matter what, they're still very much in the conversation right now, despite um, the start that they had earlier this season. Daniel Salison, Pelicans Radio Network. Uh, are you doing double duty? Are you doing the pregame and, and the call, or, or is Aaron doing the pregame? Aaron Summers will have pregame and halftime okay. for you. I will do the game and postgame so that hopefully my voice can survive um, <laughs> another game. But, yes, I apologize in advance for being on the call tonight. Hopefully it will sound uh, decent enough, but we certainly missed the graph out there, and hopefully he's back real soon. No doubt. Hey, man, appreciate the time as always. No problem, guys. Talk to you later. Yeah, for sure. 7 o'clock is the tip time. Aaron will get things going at 6.30 on your home for Pelicans basketball. ESPN New Orleans. Quick break. We come back. We'll open up the phone lines. Uh, you want to do it now? No? Let's do it. Take a quick peek here at the phone screener. Lines are open. Go. You want to go to the Pelicans-Cavs game? First number in or buddy answers the phone. He can do the first or the second, whatever he wants. It's up to Buddy to send you to the game tonight. Four tickets all do sit together. I wouldn't separate you guys. Uh, real simple. you got to be able to go. So if you want to go to the Pelicans-Cavaliers game tonight, call now, and Buddy will put you on and, um, and take your info. And when we come back, we'll hear more from your New Orleans Saints following that loss, 20-3. to It's a sports hangover in ESPN New Orleans. surprised i was definitely surprised yep we had no idea totally surprised um can you say jaw drop who knew state farm with these great rates the surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from state farm especially when you combine them when you want the real deal call state farm agent ashley barrios and cut off today 985-632-0988 Within days of Hurricane Ida making landfall, Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacies were up and running, providing vital medication to our patients and visitors. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding you the lowest cost available on your medications. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let us review your options with you. Located in Rouse's Supermarket on Highway 3235 in La Rose or at the Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff, we treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider and are only available if the provider determines a prescription is appropriate. Subscription required. See website for full details and important safety information. Hey guys, good news. The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And Hems makes it extra affordable. You pay just 30 bucks for a month's supply. And right now, get your first online doctor's visit totally free when you go to 4 slash joy. That's right, free, zero copay, no expensive appointments, no awkward face-to-face conversations to get your prescription. Hims connects you to doctors online who can evaluate you and, if appropriate, prescribe your ED medication. And a pharmacy sends it right to your door. 
Hims makes it affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with ED. Now, thanks to Hims, nobody has to, and that's really good news. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, forhims.com/joy. That's forhims.com/joy for your free online visit. F O R H I M S dot com slash joy. A man that likes to talk. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. 800-998-1003 if you'd like to chime into the conversation. Pelicans tickets, buddy. Acting the part of Santa Claus today, giving you a chance to go to the game tonight against <coughs> the Cavaliers as you know, we'll see how, how the Pels will be able to do again. Questionable uh, for Josh Hart and doubtful for Brandon Ingram. So that's uh, that's tough, right, to say the least. That is definitely tough. Okay, so let's see. Last night, uh, as we were talking about the Saints, g- give me some silver linings. Give me some, you know, some things that y- you do take from this and, and get, I guess, some things that you you can you can make uh, takes wise in terms that you, you think are legit and, and how how you really can. can like can you legitimately evaluate Ian Book from yesterday? Sean Payne afterwards on that very question. No, I I don't think preparation. I think he prepared well. I just think that it's one of the challenges sometimes that can take place even in the later part of preseason games where, man, you want to you wanna try to evaluate, especially at the quarterback position, but, you know, just keeping them upright tonight was a challenge, and uh, I'm sure there's some plays that, you know, we'll look at, and he'll look at the first interception, um, you know, was a throw he'll want back, but uh, it's, it's a, a tough position for him to be in. And so that's an aspect of it, right? Um, your offensive line didn't play well. Have all the rock on Twitter. Ruiz is stealing from Gail Benson. He should be jailed for wage theft. I, again, I, I think when you hear Sean Payton after the game, you could get the 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 frustration on the rest of the folks that should be better that do get the reps, that are your starters. It, it, it didn't work. Here's Coach. It's not him getting ready with a few days' notice. It's, you know, being able to have some efficiency running the ball when he's in there, being able to protect a little bit longer when he's in there. It's so he handled the, the work week and the install, you know, understanding what to do and, Look, there's some tempo issues in and out of the huddle, but I, I don't. I think it's it's just having enough where he can have some success, and and you know I think that that's that was the bigger challenge I think for him this week. One more question. So you hear him, you know, again, kind of say that too. It, it's you just had a lot going against a man. I mean, <laughs> you just had a lot going against him. Um, from the aspect of <clears throat> you, you don't have practice time. You don't have 
you know, a line that gave you a lot. And then you add what you would expect, the, the normal mistakes of a quarterback that hasn't played at that level, that speed. So stuff to overcome. Now, look, that said, one of the things that, that did stand out for sure, for sure, was the play of the defense. And, you know, I, I read earlier the, the starting lineup for the the defense. And it's names you know. It's not like you look at the offensive side of things and you go, oh, my goodness, who, who, are, who are these people? Because when you looked at the defensive starters, <coughs> it's Cam Jordan, Shai Tuttle, David Onyemata, Marcus Davenport. That's your front four. Linebackers, Pete Werner, Zach Bond. At corner, Adebo and Lattimore. P.J. Williams filled the role of the other safety for Malcolm Jenkins. John C. Garner Johnson was on there, your nickelback. And your free safety was Marcus Williams. That, that's, that's your Saints defense. You're used to seeing those guys. Werner and Bond have gotten a ton of reps, and I thought Werner did a good job. As a matter of fact, playing the mic yesterday, you heard the, the broadcast on Monday Night Football praise the job that he's done. The Saints defense gave up 13 points. Three sacks, got a turnover, got picked off Tua. I mean, I that that normally wins you games in the NFL. It absolutely puts you in position to even make you think there's no way this team could win tonight against Miami. They the offense just couldn't get going. I mean, at receiver Aesop Winston and Jordan Humphrey were your starters. Um. Hurst, Throckmorton, McCoy, Ruiz, Benock were your starters at the line. Vanette, your starter at tight end. And in Camara. I think one thing when you look at, because I did see some people say, hey, look, the game plan. Maybe it could have been a little bit different, a little bit better. Um, no surprise, look, Mark Ingram didn't really factor at all in the passing game. He wasn't targeted once. There was no screens there. Camara, two Receptions for seven yards. He was targeted four times. Little Jordan Humphrey, I guess if you're looking for silver linings, 70 yards. He had that one nice reception for 56 down on the sideline where he went up and got it, and you saw a little speed there. Marquez Callaway looked nice, right? Got open, got it sometimes. Probably could have had a few more grabs. The ball just, you know, went thrown in a couple. Uh, one of those incompletions to Alvin Kamara when he was doubled, it was an out route towards the Saints' sideline, and above it, and you heard Ian Book say the next level, they were covering, doubling the short routes, single man on the deeper to middle routes, and Callaway was open on that one. Second drive of the game, Traquan Smith was open on that one. They were covering the shorter ones. So, you know, they were there. They were there. I guess if you if you're trying to look again for silver linings on that here as well. But the other is the defense, as I was just saying. To me, the defense played a, a really good game. And, and Marcus Davenport had an absolute monster hit that caused a fumble. If the Saints defensive player just falls on the ball, that's a big-time you know, play there. So I, I think it's, um, it's a good constant that I think the next two games, you know the Saints defense is going to put you in a position to win the game. Can, can the offense give me anything? And it's where you are right now. But here's Davenport on the mindset going into that game. Um, the mindset was, you know, I believe for most of us was, you know, no matter what, no excuses, you know, we got to play. And we wanted to win. So 
I think that was the mindset, you know, uh, you can say tough, but even then, you know, it, nobody really cares. So, <laughs> What was the impact of not having Demario Davis and Malcolm Jenkins, two big communicators, two big playmakers on the team? Um, you know, that's always a big loss, especially, you know, missing anybody. And, you know, we missed a lot of people as a team. So, um, you know, obviously it's going to affect us. But, you know, we, we make no excuses, you know. We went out there, play, try to play our game, you know, try to win. So, and we didn't. So, you know, got to figure this out and get on to the next you know, you heard him say, go out there and play your game. I, I didn't feel at all watching that game that the Saints defense was limited or at all, right? I, I Again, I, I thought they played as good as you could hope and expect, to, to be honest with you. Davenport on the game plan and how different it was. You know, I can say that, you know, we tried to change it a little bit, but you know, I, I don't even really think we thought about that. You know, we just try to play ball and win. You know, um, we went in kind of knowing that was going to happen. So, um, you know, no use of really caring about it. Now, one of the things that uh, we'll go to here as well here at the end of the break, we'll go to Roy as uh, he will tell us a little bit about, of course, his Dolphins as he will pat himself on the back. One more bite into the break. Marcus Davenport, how do you evaluate this one? You evaluate it uh, honestly, you know. Um, you know, you say there's moving pieces, but, you know, there's still pieces here. And from there, um, you know, you just got to look at it honestly and see what you could have done better. All right, so quick break. We come back. We'll get Roy the opportunity to gloat about a win that, you know, quite frankly, I don't know why you gloat. But it's a win. Congratulations. It's your seventh straight game. We'll hear from him when we come back. It's the Sports Hangover on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. It's the Big Finish Sales Event at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams, long-lasting new pickups, or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Welcome back. We've missed you. We know it's been tough. Because rebuilding your business isn't for the faint of heart. Your business needs a jump start. And we're here to help. Introducing Surge, symmetrical speed fiber internet from Etel Business. Revved up data speeds at 30% off, plus three months free. We're glad you're back. And we're here to make your business surge. Etel Business. Offer valid on three-year contract for two or more business services. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. 
As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592. In cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. You know what, Roy, this is just for you. Loading up and firing across the middle and it's intercepted. It's Marshawn Lattimore. That was a beautiful pass and decision by Tua Tagovailoa. Roy, Miami Dolphins super fan, go ahead. How are you today? Man, that's all you got. <laughs> I mean, it was an interception. I mean, you know, Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, it was, it was, it was nobody's perfect. That was a just bad decision. He, uh, <laughs> he threw it late. He, he threw it late to Mac Holland. That was just a bad. That was a bad. Uh, that was a bad pass. So, right. uh. That you sent me a ton is, of graphics. I tell you, you have like a whole graphics department over there, man. You keep you keep sending me these really nice memes, these gifs. It, I mean, it, just but but here's the thing. I kept telling you, I said our number one receiver mm-hmm. was Jalen Waddle. Y'all did not have an answer for Jalen Waddle. He was killing y'all. What are you talking about? He had ten receptions I mean, for ninety-two yards. I wouldn't call it killing me. His average was nine point two yards. He's only got it to a through two. It's like, I, yeah, who, it's who's, like, who's Durham Smythe? Wait, Durham Smythe is our tight end. But, okay. But and and, and Jacecki, Jacecki, the other tight end, right? They both had three catches. Yeah. Everybody else, Tommy Lee Lewis had one catch. Matt Collins had one catch. Everybody else, that's it. Like, that's it. That's all they threw to. Jalen Waddle had ten receptions. So, I mean, I, <laughs> it's the only person they threw to. Oh, you mean like when Drew Brees threw a lot, 90% of his passes to Michael Thomas? Like that, okay. Very, very understand. Okay. So it's the same thing. Okay. You, 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 you go with what works, and that was working. Y'all couldn't stop him, so it was working. So he kept doing it. He just kept doing it. He ain't gonna change it. So uh, that was the key. And he's, I mean, he's a good. He's, a, he's one of a good production. Considering the fact that we have a bad, bad offensive line, horrible. Mm-hmm. Y'all front four. Y'all front four is good. Marcus Davenport, good. He got better. Uh, I'm not gonna take nothing away from Cameron Jordan. He did his thing, mm-hmm. but um, it was just that uh, the only thing it would have been. I think it would have been a better contest if y'all would have had uh, y'all two linebackers. Who's up? Who's up? Demario Davis. Demario Davis. <laughs> and Quan yeah, Alexander. Demario yeah. Davis is exactly because Demario Davis is the heart of that defense. Once he got knocked out, that was it was over. Yeah. Okay. But let me ask you this because you you just you just said that. Um, that it would have been more of a contest if we would have had those two linebackers. Roy, they gave up 13 points and sacked you guys three times and got an interception. It it would have been a contest if the offense would have done anything. I, I don't know what I, I think. It, I think the game would have been closer for you guys if if you would have had the full complement on defense. I don't know, you know, to to your point, I, I get it to an extent, but I I think if I watched that game last night, I mean, it was 20 to three. I. I you know, and that's considering an offense that literally cannot get first downs to score. Because we have to deal with the 12th man, which is the New Orleans Saints fans. <laughs> so, so 
it's um it was just uh some things we didn't do right. Uh but our defense is is top notch. It's like they've been since we've been on this winning streak, they've been ranked number one in everything. Mm-hmm. So our defense is is real, real good. Um so considering the fact that we got these last two games, um we we got the seventh seed in the playoffs right now. So that's a motivation for us to keep going and doesn't matter. We just we just play the, the the competition that's in front of us. We don't make the schedule. Everybody's saying that the, the way our schedule was made, but that's not our fault. It's not our fault that people got COVID and we had to play what's on what's the, the team that's on roster. Yeah, no, you're right. Man. That, that yeah. gave to us, so that's not our fault. It's just, but it's very, but it's good perseverance by Brian Flores to keep that team together after going from a seven game losing streak to a seven game winning streak. That is very, very hard. Very it's hard. never happened before, Roy. It's um, the yeah, only time it's, it's ever happened in NFL history. And you and I have talked throughout the year, you know, um, uh, about your team because you did start the season by saying there would be seventeen and zero, and they started one and seven. And I felt for you, but then to your point, I ask you all the time. I ask you all the time, what was the thing with Tua? What was the issue over there? And you said you believed him. You were always a Tua guy, and for the most part, he's a guy with that defense. If they just you know, kind of, again, you, you mentioned the offensive line. Protect them and doing that. I mean, the Monday night broadcast crew said the same thing. It's not a very good offensive line, and they haven't helped them out there. The run game, give them another weapon or so. But I think a lot of it has to do with belief. And, and you've been always saying that, but you also said that there was a good defense that this team could kind of go on. So, look, man, the Saints lost five in a row, turned it around, and got out of it. So losing seven in a row and then winning seven in a row, that is an accomplishment, man. That is an accomplishment. But I don't know, where do you see your team with the rest of the AFC? Because the Chiefs have won eight straight. The Bills are starting to look like they're kind of getting it together there a little bit. I still think New England's defense um, is pretty darn good and tough. So can you legitimately make any noise if you earn your way into the postseason? It depends on how well uh, Flores coaches his guys. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, it depends uh, what the level of mentality is. So uh, right now, the mentality is very, very high right now. You're on a good, the momentum's high. Um, because when a team goes one and seven, you're like one game away from like, okay, let's just, let's just play just, let's just play just a collective check. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do that. They didn't give up at all. They haven't lost a game since the Deshaun Watson thing ended and since Halloween. So they've been playing lights out on defensive-wise. I'm not going to say offense-wise, but defensive-wise they've been playing lights out. Right. So um, they've been doing a real, real good job, which I'm, I'm proud of. Uh, offense could do a little bit better, especially with the play calling. Because some stuff, some play calling that they did, like we was 13-18 and, and you do a you do a, uh, a wildcat. Why? For what? <laughs> that, made, that made no Some of the play calling, they made no sense to me. So um, it goes on not just the not just the player or two or it goes starts with the head coach starts with the uh, the play calling from the offensive coordinator also. Okay. So um, it was a um, it was a weird game. <laughs> I can tell you that it was a very weird game. <laughs> but uh, but but I, I applaud the Saints for trying for doing. Uh, it's really the defense. They held the defense held pretty pretty uh, good for a good while until they started getting tired. How was the um? How how was the crowd there, Roy? How was the crowd? It was loud. The first two quarters, it was loud. They had um, the Saints fans. They, they love these Saints. They just 
it was it was very loud and noisy. But then once uh, we started getting after Ian Book and we started exposing weaknesses and stuff like that, it got real real quiet. But yeah, the crowd was there was uh was very very exciting right. until uh we took over. Well, yeah, you know, look, there you go. So, <coughs> um, Pedro liked to tell you who that, as uh, he doesn't care that it was a loss. He's still all about it there as well. And I, I, I'm just telling you, you, you got you got many friends, so obviously they're listening. And more importantly, they don't care that your dolphins won. <laughs> and dolphin is not a fish; it's a man. <laughs> I understand that, but it sounds better to say, "Let's go fishing." I mean, I mean, you, they, they are they are in the ocean. I mean, it's not you can't go mammaling. Like, I mean, what would you say? I mean, you would say I'm going fishing, you know. So I guess we're gonna have to use your your uh, your your uh, little slogan now. Don't look now for these last games. Don't look it's now. Motivation. Don't look now, Pelicans basketball, man. I'm telling you, you can apply it to anything and everything. Put it on shirts, bumper stickers, you name it. It could be good. It could be bad. Don't look now. What happened? The eyes hurt. Don't look now. You know, <laughs> four-game win streak. Don't look now. <laughs> Another COVID case. Don't look now. Two games to go. Still in a playoff hunt for the Saints. I mean, I'm telling you, don't look now is a great slogan. It really is, Roy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> but um, but these, uh, these last two games is going to be a good test for us, whether or not we belong, belong in the playoffs or not. Mm-hmm. That's just that's what it is. I love it. Hey man, always a pleasure. I know you've been uh, you've been looking forward to this game all season long. You got you went. Look, bottom line, I, you and I can have a little fun on it. It is what it is in terms of what the Saints put out there in terms of <clears throat> players, but it's seven wins, and, and you got to respect that. Bottom line, seven wins uh, in a row, and now you're in the playoff hunt and mix right now. So let's see what takes place, man. I no doubt we'll be hearing from you uh, the remainder <laughs> of the regular season, man. Glad you had fun last night, bud. Yes, sir. Yes, All right. Thanks for calling. Yes, All sir. There he goes. Roy, super Miami Dolphin fan. Never met anybody like Roy. Every time I'd go to the gym, no matter who the Saints were playing, that Friday, he had a shirt and a matching hat to go with whoever the opponent was that week for the Saints. <laughs> Got to give it to him. The guy flies out to every single home game all the way to Miami. Uh, Hour two is in the books. When we come back, Eric Alexander will join us at 2.15. We'll go over some of the top topics in the NFL. Got some NFL news here as well. I will throw your way as well. Uh, Congrats. As we've given away the Pelicans tickets. John, hopefully enjoy the game tonight, sir. It's on us. And D, we will talk to you here when we come out of the break. It's the Sports Hangover on your home for Pelicans basketball. Yes, me, New Orleans. Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels good, really good. Actually, it feels great. You should try it out. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless. Now offering our $45 Silver Unlimited plan with 5 gigabytes of hotspot and nationwide 5G on 